This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 8th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. I'm Connor Tapp, and I'm joined today by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor Trey Scott. Today, we've got some QB injury news, a prominent Big Ten coach spouting off on name, image, and likeness laws, and a Penn State fan who doesn't know when to keep his weird observations to himself. But first, Trey, oh, we're on Skype today, so I don't think you can see this, but I'm, I'm doing the horns down. Are you really? Well, <laughs> 15 yards for you, man. Uh, yeah, among many other things, it's Texas OU week, and if you're a Longhorn fan listening, check your clock. Uh, so that means we're going to probably have to talk about horns down, in which Texas's opposition famously flips its hand signal upside down. Uh, Oklahoma has always taken that to a different level. I've seen Sooner fans wear shirts and hats with Texas's logo upside down. So, like in a way, they're profiting off Texas. I mean, are, are profiting off making fun of Texas. And Oklahoma uh, took that team photo after beating Texas in the Big Twelve Championship game last December, where everybody including head coach Lincoln Riley, was doing the horns down after like two weeks spin of, of wondering if that should be a penalty. Well, it is now. Uh, this year's different. The Big 12 announced this summer that throwing the horns down would be an unsportsmanlike 15-yard penalty if it's directed at a Texas bench or a Texas players or a Texas fans and if it's prolonged. Riley insisted on Monday ahead of Saturday's Red River rivalry. Uh, try saying that three times fast. Three times fast. Saying uh, it once. Yeah, it's always been hard for me <laughs> at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Riley said his team will not do it. They're going to follow the rules. But uh, Connor, my take is that you're going to be seeing horns down and horns up everywhere Saturday at the Cotton Bowl, and I would be shocked if this blockbuster of a game passes without at least one Oklahoma player getting a horns down in. Yeah, Oklahoma does seem like as a school, as an administration, does seem weirdly interested in quashing trash talk. I remember a couple of years ago, Baker Mayfield had to like come out and issue a formal apology at several press conferences during his final season at Oklahoma. Although uh, last night on Monday Night Football, I think we saw Nick Bosa working the long game on Baker Mayfield. Really keeping that flag planting bottled in from uh, from the 2017 meeting between Oklahoma and Ohio State, getting his revenge uh, last night on Monday Night Football. Trey, the SEC has apparently already hit its cap for season-ending quarterback injuries and is no longer accepting applications at this time for additional ones. Both Florida quarterback Kyle Trask and Missouri quarterback Kelly Bryant had large defenders land awkwardly in the area of their knees on Saturday. Bryant did not return to the Tigers' win over Troy, but Kyle Trask just slapped a knee brace on that sucker and came back out playing really well and even executing designed runs for the Gators. There was some controversy about Trask's injury with Dan Mullen suggesting that 
Marlon Davidson falling on him was a dirty hit, but there's video that you can see of Davidson and Trask after the game talking to each other. Davidson appears genuinely concerned about Trask's well-being and uh, is glad that he's okay is what seems to come across. You can't hear what they're saying. So doesn't seem like it was actually a dirty hit. Anyway, both of them are apparently more or less fine. Trask and Bryant, that is, more or less fine and expected to play this weekend. Florida has LSU and Missouri has Ole Miss. So speaking of Florida quarterbacks on that note, uh, Felipe Franks told CBS's Jamie Erdahl that he's not sure whether he's coming back as she relayed to the broadcast on Saturday. Uh, he's unsure about his 2020 status. Uh, that's not that surprising, given that he's out for the season and in his, you know, in his absence, Kyle Trask has played really well. Florida's also got Emory Jones in that quarterback room. Uh, Franks and Trask both both have you know more eligibility left. Franks has another year. Uh, he could go to the NFL. The smarter bet is that he does what Kelly Bryant did and that he's a grad transfer. Maybe he even rides it out with baseball, but uh, the, we got an interesting story brewing for whenever Florida's offseason hits. One last QB injury-related note. Adrian Martinez exited Nebraska's 13-10 win over Northwestern with an undisclosed injury. Backup Noah Vidral came on in relief of Martinez to see out the victory. They had to kick a late field goal to, to win that one. Uh, Scott Frost said on Monday that the QB situation is still up in the air as they prepare for a trip to Minnesota this weekend. We are going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we go to Happy Valley and Ann Arbor in our roundup of today's college football news. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back. I've got a really problematic letter to to read out here. Uh, Penn State football player Antonio Shelton posted this letter sent to his teammate, who we now know is Jonathan Sutherland, by a fan named Dave Peterson, imploring Sutherland, like the, the fan signed his name proudly, imploring, imploring Sutherland to cut his dreadlocks. Let me just read out some of the some of the letter. Though the athletes of today are certainly superior to those in my days, we miss the clean-cut young men and women from those days. Watching the Idaho game on TV, we couldn't help but notice your, well, awful hair. Surely there must be mirrors in the locker room. Don't you have parents or a girlfriend who have told you those shoulder-length dreadlocks are disgusting and are certainly not attractive? The letter continues... You will certainly be playing on Sundays in the future, but we have stopped watching the NFL due to the disgusting tattoos, awful hair, and immature antics in the end zone. Players should act as though they've been there before. Unquote. This is really... I'm interested to see how this story unfolds. Most of Penn State's football team was on social media expressing their outrage. Even former quarterback Trace McSorley tweeted SMH shaking my head. So this is, yeah, I just, we're going to see what happens, but this is, you know, this is bad, a bad look uh, for Penn State's fan. 
Yeah, this is a bulk order of dog whistles to be sure. And yeah, it's been interesting to see Penn State players come out one by one and, and kind of supporting kind of supporting Jonathan here. And you kind of wonder a lot of other college football players across the country receive interactions like this, whether or not they are like typed up and printed out and mailed to them apparently which god that's like a lot of effort to deliver your very strange message but it's weird not great don't do that don't be like don't be like dave jim harbaugh shifting gears jim harbaugh spent a lot of time on monday opining on the wave of state level name image and likeness legislation sweeping across the country which as far as i know has not quite yet reached michigan the transcribed text of his comments is about two pages long obviously not going to read all of that but i will hit a couple of highlights here harbaugh said there's a lot of things to be careful what you wish for a lot of loopholes we've seen them drive trucks through i can't visualize how that would be a competitive advantage or how that would work I've really kind of thought about all the different solutions or things that you could do. My feeling would be that college football, that's amateur status. Harbaugh goes on to talk about how the NFL should perhaps reduce or remove its age-related barrier to entry for the NFL draft and how revenue from college football subsidizes college sports, which honestly, it's like fine. I even agree with a couple of those takes, but it barely has anything at all to do with uh, the name, image, and likeness issue or movement or anything. So just kind of kind of weird. Florida State is expected to go with a two-quarterback system on Saturday at Clemson, where the Seminoles are 27-point underdogs. James Blackman has healed from that MCL injury that kept him out against NC State, and he will resume his starting job against the Tigers. But Alex Hornibrook is very likely to play a transfer from Wisconsin Hornybrook has thrown five touchdowns to no interceptions this season, which is big for him, while completing 73% of his passes, and he looked good in that win over the Wolfpack. Yeah, Trey, do we think Florida State's kind of find it, found its footing here? Not enough to beat Clemson. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.